Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash Couch Soup's only video game podcast where you can see us be idiots and dress like this because we're doing a Halloween special here on Screen Smash this week. We're going to have some fun, talk about video games, scary games. <laughs> I got thrown off by Nick and the, just the, the dead stare. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I mean, who are you? Anyways, you can catch us every week on YouTube on Fridays to catch us and all of our ridiculous nonsense over here. Tonight, joining me, I have Maria Chickenkinen. Suck my chicken nuggies. Louis P. First time ever, Louis not made a sound. <laughs> Yet. Yet. And Nick, I believe. Maybe. There we go. We're all here tonight, dressed like a bunch of idiots, to talk about Halloween and scary games, because scary games are fun, and a lot of people like to play scary games during Halloween. A lot of us here are big fans of horror games, so we're going to talk about some of our favorite horror games, recommendations for some of uh, the best games that we think, uh, some of the different experiences you can have with uh, horror games, as well as just what goes into games that makes them scary and why that's different from other mediums. I, th I think we missed one thing before we keep on going. You didn't introduce yourself. Yeah, Dan. I didn't. <laughs> I'm Link, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> the one who can make noises. <laughs> And the one and only Link, or I mean Zelda, from that game about Zelda, right? <laughs> Good job, princess. Yeah, well, it's not called Legend of Link. Right? That's true. We'll get to that. <laughs> so it's clearly Zelda. Jeez. Anyways, I'm Dan, if that, if I needed to clarify for you, Louie, if just you need to understand. I Most was of this show. waiting. It's all good, man. 
Why did I come back? We're doing silly shit for fun, all right? Don't worry about it. We could have been just purely in character, but whatever. Shits and giggles. Maria, you like horror games, so that's why you're here. I do. I'm going to make you start. Tell us. No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, fine. What is that reaction? <laughs> no. Louie, tell us about some of your favorite horror recommendations. Before horror that, games I'm, I'm going to correct her. That's not new. It's new. New. You're not doing it right. Anyway, all right. Uh, all right. Um, oh, fuck. That's hard. Uh, <laughs> hi, baby girl. And then, and then the cutest oh. thing pops up while I'm going like, you should be scared of Terrifying. So. Absolutely. <laughs> terrifying as of right now i'm gonna say that the best horror that i've played this year has to be liza p i am literally obsessed with it but um i do also want to give a shout out to uh i'm not sure if it came out this year uh i don't think we have to hit focus on this year specifically but sure screw it okay well i mean as close as possible um the uh the dead space dead space remake was ridiculous mm. and and sorry one more sorry uh, 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 uh layers of fear layers of fear that that like the the big huge amalgamate oh god it's good even if you play the originals they like do a bunch of stuff that like is different and it's stupid gorgeous and it's on unreal like 27 whatever they're on anyway yeah i like i like <laughs> oh oh and um uh what, what was that never mind i'm yeah i'll stop i like horror games <laughs> Like a lot. I, they're so freaking good. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of horror games. I'm going to take this off for a sec because it's hot as hell. Oh, uh, it's me. Ah. All along. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love horror games. I'd say, I don't know if it really counts as a horror game, but the first Bioshock game was like pretty, pretty horror. It definitely has some good scary elements. Is, yeah, and that is my favorite game of all time. So that's definitely one that's up there. But I, like, I as Dan likes to call them, I'm a big fan of, like, the Heidi horrors. So I like the Outlaws games and Alien Isolation. So I won't be talking about those because I've talked about those on previous episodes. But I really like the Fear games, which I think are, mm. are really, really cool horror games. They, I don't think they've always been, like, the best games ever made, but they are super fun, especially the, the second one. Fear 2 is just bundles of bundles of fun and just like crazy horror everywhere it's it's really really dope i i love uh fear too especially there's a sequence where you play in a school and there's like these spirits that like come straight at the screen and it's scary and it's frantic and it's so fun i love fear too uh fear three was with you <laughs> but I thought yeah fear one was better the first the first opinion. two fear games were so great I only just played Fear 2 like a few months ago. I played it on stream and I was like, all right, cool. Sure. It's a lot of shooty. It's a lot of dodging. It's a lot of shooting. And then maybe something kind of spooky happens and then shoot. shoot. Lots of shooting, more shooting, maybe something kind of spooky. I don't know. This is something me and Maria are going to get into down the road here about how her and I Mm -hmm. see horror versus how you might see horror, Nick. (laughs) I agree with Nick. I love Fear. But I also am a huge fan of like the indie horror kind of games. So like uh, the Little Nightmare games are super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amnesia games are probably the scariest games I've ever played. Those games are like, it's like proper oh, yeah. sort of ambient yeah. horror. 
and they are terrifying to play. And another really, really cool indie game uh, that's a horror game is a game called Soma. I don't know if you guys have heard mm. of that, but it's like a small oh, little indie game. I haven't beat it yet. Really, I really have, cool. I love that game. I have so much really on my cool list. Really cool, thought-provoking story. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So nice. those are those are mine. I like the indie. The indie horrors are always fun to play. Like the Slender games, Slender: The Arrival. Slender's a good one. Come on, Maria. Let's go. Oh, oh damn it! Okay. Her off. All right. The, I I don't know if I actually have a favorite, but like I'm gonna go back to old school. I'm gonna have to say the Silent Hill series. That is the OG. Like the oh. start of some of the things. Hmm. They're, they're, kind of boring but <laughs> they're, they're um like you know they they kind of started it all so i'm a big fan of that kind of take like it back. Bit. i look I got, my, it I, I got my reasons i'll kick you in the dick louis uh, you have <laughs> <laughs> recently um for reasons <laughs> i had to um go back and play the suffering which mm. is uh a you know a little bit of a cult classic like if you like silent hill with guns um you know it's one of those it's so iconic um you know you have the executioner guys that come in that they're, they're designed by stan winston and everything you know they're like a very silent hill with you know guns and shit and l- lately the um, mortuary assistant has been you know something different the thing is with me is like with horace games it's i get kind of bored <laughs> with them so i like ones that have got something different to them like that go into a bit more detail than oh look there's a monster oh look there's a child possessed just kick it in the face that's all you have to do <laughs> so just kick it in the face it's a kid i do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid just kicking in the it's face kid, maria 2023 i know maria also gets really into like the darker side of all of it it's like Especially like uh, the mortuary system with how gruesome and like grotesque that game can be. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of a fascination with dead things and um, to the point where I kind of creep people out. Like uh, I was watching Dan play in Mortuary Assistant and I started getting really into like the embalming the process. And uh, they were like, oh, why do they have to embalm bodies? And I'm in the chat being like, oh, yeah, because they turn into actual sludge and stuff and they have to like staple the eyelids down. And everyone's like, why do you know this? <laughs> I'm sitting there in stream, like doing like the like, and Maria's like dropping facts about why people get embalmed. And I'm like, I know that's why someone's jaw shot. <laughs> so yeah, in case I like you horror. need it, just so you know, it's a useful life skill. It's a skill on my resume. I, I, I don't know if you would call it a life skill, more of an after. Hey, some people don't know how to shut the fuck up, so you need to why their jaw shot. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Dead people keep I'm talking. People. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I love the Resident Evil series, so that's always going to be my go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all of the Resident Evil games, as terrible as they can be and as amazing as they can be. Uh, some of the worst ones have their reasons for me why I like them, even though they have the awful tank controls. I like tank controls. I feel like the tank controls is a big element of what what makes those games special and what makes them work. Uh, I like the fixed camera angles. I like the pre-rendered backgrounds. I'm a big sucker for that whole era of games. And I love when indie games try to recreate that magic. They don't always do it the greatest, but sometimes they do, which is pretty fucking amazing. Um, Most recently, an indie horror game that I played is called Dino Trauma, which is a first-person version of Dino Crisis. And it's phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Go get it and play it. It's uh, still in early access, I think, but I know they plan on doing three full episodes, but currently there's only one. But it's super fun. 
it's super scary. Like, man, the one of the Velociraptor jumps at my face in that game. I, I poop myself every time. Gets me every time with that the shriek of the Velociraptor. And it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Just start blasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's definitely one of the good, like, indie shout outs. But I love all of them. Like, I'm a big fan of Dead Space. Uh, oh, man. I could sit here all night <laughs> and talk about them all. But, yeah, in general, uh, just absolutely love my horror games. I prefer the the action, like shooting, being able to defend yourself. I'm not a big fan of the hiding, hidey horror, like Nick said. I did recently play through Outlast and completed it, and I really enjoyed the ending of that game. The ending was great. But the gameplay, for the most part, was like kind of boring for me, and even to the point where like when I was playing it, there's like, the corpse falls down from the ceiling and you hear this loud scream and I just went ah back at it like <laughs> like I just screamed back at the corpse like just for laughs. <laughs> like I sit there and I'm like, okay, I can see how this scares people, but I'm just kind of like, eh. You see, for <clears throat> for Outlast, uh it, it really did get me. None of the jump scares got me. Right, right. Not 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 one damn jump scare. I like I see it from a mile away. Yeah, that can be a bit cheap. But but I, I'll never forget when you first go into the basement when you have to turn on the the thing, the backup like power. The power. Yeah. yeah, and there's one guy down there, but you're in water, and I and you don't know how yeah. to gauge it yet. It's like like how far do I have to be for him to hear me? That took me like a day and a half <laughs> to beat because <laughs> I'm like inching toward that stupid thing, and then he goes. <gasps> And I'm like, no, 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 because I didn't want to lose it. I'm like, I've been doing this for two hours. And I, I, I would, yeah, that, that kind of suspense is what really, really got me. Um, I want to make one more shout out. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu mm. is a terrible game. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's fun. And I love the fact that there's like 10 billion different ways to play it. And you can, every time you play it, it's never going to be the same. But, there was the specifically there's one part where you're fighting that monster and you have to like stab it with the or the painting and uh yeah that <clears throat> that scene i thought was one of the like best hidey mechanics because you could still fight back and if you hide your character is like deathly afraid of uh dark spaces so mm. you can't hide for long or you start to lose life. It was such a good mechanic. That's like, you can't just like go into a hidey hole and just wait for it to pass by. Like it's right in front of you and you have to move out or you're going to die anyway. That, that level of suspense. I, I remember doing that just like, Oh my God, this is what I've been wanting. This, this game is going to be. And that was the only scene. That mechanic has is always been like my favorite in horror games. Like Amnesia has that kind of mechanic where if your character gets scared, then like you you start to like like the screen starts to like shift. And if I think if you get too scared, like your character can actually pass out. Yeah. But like Outlast <laughs> Two has got a, a great thing as well where you can hide in a water barrel, but uh, you have to stay submerged in order to be hidden. So the the person that's chasing you or whatever they might be right there but you can't see so you don't know and you have to come up with air eventually like that suspense is is so effective yeah i love that because you're like you need oxygen but also that guy's got a big sharp stick <laughs> and he's gonna stab my eyeballs well the, i gotta say i gotta put this out there too like if we're talking about games that have like that kind of like effect on the character like we can't not talk about eternal darkness 
because Eternal Darkness was like the game oh, the, the meter that yeah. had the sanity gauge essentially, mm. where you could literally go insane in the game and shit would start happening in the game to mess with you because your sanity got too low. And like, man, that messed with me hard playing that game the first time. Like the TV would like fake change inputs like the volume would just drop out of nowhere and you as the player would be like what the frick is happening like it would made you feel like you were actually going crazy <laughs> i never actually played it myself but my cousin played it and the way that he described it where <laughs> he's like <clears throat> like 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 my 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 screen doesn't have that like tv off thing where you're like <clears throat> but when it did it even he was kind of like <laughs> just totally freaked out. Like, I, I just want to see what's going to happen when, when you know, when the when my meter goes up all the way. Because you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. It's gonna. It's terrifying. <laughs> don't, like, don't, don't do it. Don't, Louie, Louie. I know you're stupid. <laughs> don't. I'm like the most extreme thing I ever saw in Eternal Darkness when you lose your sanity was my character just kind of like stopped and started like screaming in pain, and then like their limbs started exploding. And then their head exploded, and it was like game over. And I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" And then it goes, <gasps> and then like, bam, I'm back into reality. And they're like, <gasps> and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> like that was extreme. I feel like those those insanity meters and stuff, they're they're good. Like I, I like them, but I feel like if they they have to, I don't know. I have a problem with tension in games that I don't like. I don't feel it. <laughs> so <laughs> when my character is getting all insane and shit and they're like, I'm freaking out and I'm not, it's not matching up with my level of suspense. I'm like, stop being a pussy. I just go through the door. <laughs> it's just not like, I'm not, I'm not scared. You know, yeah. I'm just like, to me, I'm just like, I walk in through a dark corridor and my character is like, oh, 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 and I'm like, just fucking walk. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, I had a... <laughs> I had the kind of like the same reaction playing Outlast where you're walking in the dark and you're using the night vision on the camera and the whole time your guy's like <laughs> and I'm like dude chill they're gonna find you right I had this, like the same thing I, I played the Blair Witch Project game and you're like walking through the forest and it's kind yeah. of like Ooh, and I'm just kind of like okay after a while it stops becoming tense and they linger it out to try and build suspense but for me it doesn't build suspense so i'm just walking through a, a forest with a character going <laughs> and i'm like how long is this going to go on for this is getting really boring <laughs> like, so it's just i i like those mechanics as long as it kind of adds i don't know i'm just i'm sick i'm gonna jump in real quick because we've already kind of done it transitioning into talking about our video game horror experience like we're already kind of going down that hole i'm just gonna add in this little like this is what we're talking about now <laughs> we're gonna talk about our experiences with horror games maria you've already kind of started on your hot take here about eh, and like you and I kind of had the same problem, and this is where I get like my main nickname of Deadpan Dan, where I'm just like playing scary horror games and like something terrifying happens. It's kind of like ah, yeah, <laughs> like, the running joke with me. Like it'll kind of get me. Sometimes I'll kind of jump a little bit, but it's just kind of like all right, move along. There's, there's a difference between something that's just going really quiet and then all of a sudden going really loud and jump scaring you to actually being something that's scary. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the problem I have. Like jump scares will get me because it's like, Oh, it's silent. And so I goes, Wah! and I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, that was a, a change in, it was a reaction to a change in sound. It's not scary. 
this is what can actually scare me. This is what I recommend to anyone out there. If you're like me, if you play horror games all the time and you they don't really phase you, play a horror game sitting next to someone who's easily started because <laughs> then they freak out and they scream and then their screaming makes you jump because you're like, fuck, why are you screaming? It's right next to you. Yeah. It happens to me every time I'm playing a horror game with Brandy sitting next to me and something happens and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not phased by what happens, but then Brandy, Wah! And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> That's what gets me every time is Brandy. It's really difficult for me for a jump scare to actually work. And it, one, one of the best jump scares I have ever experienced um, was in The Last of Us 2. And it's at one, <laughs> there's one table. Yes. That when you're, yep. Now you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those of you who played yeah, yeah. it, you know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what I'm talking about <laughs> because it subverts your expectation absolutely completely that you're playing, you play two games that when you see a workbench, you are safe. Everything is fine. Everything is, oh my God, there's a guy kicking your ass. And like, like, I remember how ugly and violated <laughs> I felt. <laughs> Because I'm like, I was at the workbench. I was making myself stronger, and then you're just gave it to a safe space. I was doing upgrade. Yeah, like, oh my god, that 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 pure putrid violation of the one thing that, like, this is my respite. This is exactly what I'm allowed. I know that they can be around the bench, but I made it to the bench. There was nothing in here, and then you can hear the footsteps. And I was like, oh no no no, and then you're just being choked. Like, that was good. That oh god! No matter how would you think about that game, that is one of the best goddamn yeah. jump scares in any medium ever. I they did something that, that no other horror game, because every horror game has the trope of like the safe room, you know, and like that was established ages yeah. ago with Resident Evil and Silent Hill and all. The, there's always a space where I'm in here, I'm good, nothing can get me while I'm in here. And then The Last of Us Two said we're gonna do that, but one of them. Just one isn't. <laughs> I was going to say, I think mean, it was one jump scare that used to get me when I was like really younger, and it was Silent Hill 1, and it was the cat in the locker. Mm. The, going to, <laughs> every time, that fucking cat. <laughs> it was like a little... I, I had to actually mute the TV because I was new, it was kind of like... And you'd open up and go... <laughs> <laughs> just like okay, it was like really loud. I think that's like the only jump scare that used to get me. You know that that's when I was like, all right, whatever. I need to play in mute after that because I'm like. Oh. That reminds me too because like Resident <laughs> Evil Two, OG PlayStation One and sixty four Resident Evil Two. For whatever reason, I even now I've played that game hundreds of times. There's one jump scare in that game that gets me no matter what. Every time I'm like, I know it's coming. I'm literally like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Ah! Is it the dogs through the window? No. Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's Evil. classic though. One, that's a classic too, but I'm what? talking about <clears throat> there's that main hallway that when you go back through it the other direction, zombie arms bust through the window and try and grab oh. you. But it does it just right where it switches cameras, adds the loud bang, and then the arms shooting out at you. And if you're not close to the window, they don't get you, but it's still like this sudden jar that like like I said, I'm like going down the hallway, I'm like, I know it's coming, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. Bang! Ah! <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the the first time I played through both scenarios and I noticed that you can only use the shutter for one. Yep. Like that messed with me too. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. Like there, there's, there are definitely some clever ways to fix tropes. And I love when games, movies, whatever 
do that. And it pisses me off. And they're like, we got one gimmick. That's all you're getting. Everything's a jump scare. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing I don't like. When it's constantly, that's all they happen. Like a lot of games now, the jump scares, mm. that's all they have. It's like, I am so bored with this. Yeah, I can't do the it's jump old. scare games. Yeah. yeah. There's there's one that I love, which is uh, a game that doesn't have a lot of jump scares, but Bioshock Bioshock One did this, and mm. then they they did a similar jump scare in Bioshock Infinite, where in Bioshock One you're in this like doctor's office, and you have to press a button or something, and like the whole room goes like foggy, and then like the fog yeah. disappears, and there's nothing, there's no jump scare, and then I think you have to go and you you have to like press a button or something, but then like you're stuck in place. Like you can't move and you're like, what the hell? As soon as you turn around, there's this dude just in your face and he doesn't scream. It doesn't say anything. It's just there. There's no music sting or anything. It is terrifying. That one always got me. And then mm. they redid it very similar in Bioshock Infinite where there's that enemy that has like the horns on its head, like the air horns yeah. on its head, where again, you press a button and then you can't move. You turn around and then as you turn around, this thing just goes, Rah! It's a screaming and it's it just every single time I play it, I get like a little bit of a jump. But that first time in Bioshock Infinite, I screamed, I dropped my controller. I was just like all over the place. I mean, that's a jump scare that pays off because Bioshock Infinite, there's no other jump scares. It's just that one. And it just hits like it's it's so good. But when you have a game like I mean, like Five Nights at Freddy's, I mean, that's literally just it's just jump scares. Yeah, yeah. And it, be, it gets so old so quickly. So once you've like died a few nights, you're like, okay, yeah. cool. Jump scare happens. You're like, okay, here's let's my, restart. Here's my thing about Five Nights at Freddy's. It's always sucked. It's always been bad. It's never been good. It is, it, it is just a game form. It's cheap and stupid, and I hate it. It's the game it version for of like, eh, yes, yeah, because mm. they've never been introduced to anything else. But like, 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 <laughs> You know, the first time I played it, I didn't understand why people got like scared. Even that that remember that the old the maze that had that jump scare at the very end that like mm. you had to like you know get through the thing and it was you know the Blair or not Blair it was a Exorcist. She goes that ah! I didn't get scared because I thought I just lost, and that's what happens when you lose. So like it got I get the same thing when I whenever I play uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is that like oh. I lost. Yeah. It tells you something scary is going to happen. Do the thing or it's going to be scary. Oh, oh, it's going to be scary. You got to do it. And we scared you. <laughs> no, the fuck you didn't. It's like you told me. It's like when your kid, like a kid jumps out from the corner, like, boo, I scared you. Like, yeah, no. I'm terrified. When games <laughs> do the, the ambient scares like really well, like mortuary assistant, I loved mortuary assistant for this because it didn't rely on jump scares. It, yeah. If it had them, they were very subtle uh, for the most part. But, like, the best thing about Mortuary Assistant is, like, you turn around and you just see, like, a shadow in the corner. And you're like, what is that? What is that? What What is that? And then it would go away. And you're like, you're just uncomfortable at that point. You know, you would just no turn around and you'd see, like, a man in a gimp mask staring at you from the corner of the ceiling. like, And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's weird. like... <laughs> It just makes you uneasy, and like I'm like I like this so much better as horror than just like boo, we scared yeah. you. Like yeah, that's where horror games are are at its most effective. Where like when I played through the Amnesia games, like I I've been able to play through a lot of horror games and get through them relatively easy. I don't get too scared, 
But the Amnesia games, like the first one, The Dark Descent, I played through like the first hour and a half and legitimately I had to stop because I was so freaked out. And I had maybe faced, in an hour and a half, I'd maybe faced two enemies. And it was just that constant fear of like, where is it? When is it going to attack? Because we're so trained to to believe that when things are getting scary and creepy, something's about to jump out at you. But that game just keeps you teetering on that edge of like, it's it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to jump out. Maybe around that corner. Maybe behind that door. It's coming. It's coming. And then it just never pays off. So you're always on edge. Like, and there's so many moments where like you hear a monster and then you look and you see it walking like down the hall or it just crosses like a door frame or something. And it's just like, it, you just, that constant threat is right there, but it just never, it never takes you. And there's no jump scares and amnesia. There's none at all. But when a monster appears on screen, it's like the most terrifying thing ever. And it's more effective than like pounding you with jump scares. It's always, always so much yeah, The scarier. only pushback I'll give you on it is that it's not necessarily a jump scare, but as soon as the monster sees you, it does that like, like it goes from like completely yeah. quiet to like that, that that i would kind of label under jump scare but the good thing about it is that it's not triggered you're not doing that when you walk into this room like you're absolutely right about mm-hmm. you're not like there are some jump scares in the sense that like you walk into a room and then like everything kind of flies off the bookshelf but it's not like yeah. it's not like five nights at freddy's it's not like um, yeah, even uh, yeah, yeah, even Outlast, where like like it does that, and then it's just like it's just screaming at you and like scare, like it doesn't do that. It's just kind of like, well, I mean, if you're scared, right? There's ghosts here. I don't oh. know. It's kind of spooky. I remember too, like one of my chief complaints I had with Outlast when I was playing it was that all of the jump scares had literally no impact on what you were doing. Every single yeah. one of them was just some random dude would pop out and like reach for your face and scream suddenly, and then they just bounced. Take, they were gone. Take you out of the they game. Were just, they were no. just gone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you had nothing to do Thanks. with this. <laughs> Thanks for playing. I think for me, like like jump scares, they they don't really work. Uh, gore doesn't work for me because I just I've, I've seen it all. I just um, love gore. I'm just like, mm. and it's just. Like ghosts and stuff and like religious imagery doesn't work on me. I don't believe in them. So it's kind of, I think the thing that for me is building tension when games like um, kind of coming from people who are very evil kind of do it to me. You know, like mental health imagery, that kind of like that build up, like sinuous sacrifice. You know, that constant torment mm. in her head when she's like listening to that and it kind of builds up and it builds up. It's not something that, for me, with horror games, the reason why I love them is not the gore and stuff. It's sometimes it's the story and that kind of torment of the character that just keeps building and building and building and building and building. And like with, um, uh, yeah, like the, it's not a horror game, but the Max Payne, the mm. bloody trail with the crying baby. And you like go, go and think, and it's like, it's, the, it's it, easily it one of the most horrifying yeah, scenes in a video just game. Like, it's exactly but it's not it's it is gory because of the blood trail but it's more the mental torment that comes from it and that's kind of why i liked you know games like silent hill it wasn't necessarily the gore or anything it was more the kind of the torment 
and the, the stuff and like behind all of it. Yeah. yeah. And I find that yeah. like Resident Evil 7, I laughed my way through that entire game. <laughs> but my favorite My favorite part of that game is the family at the beginning at the dinner table because being in that situation mm. with that family is very Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like the you're in a very vulnerable state and stuff and just kind of that feeling of being in pressure where you're with someone who isn't mentally stable, that's more scary for me because Pete, there are, I mean, I've been in situations like that where I've been in unsafe kind of feeling around people that are not quite there in the head. So that's actually terrifying for me. So yeah, are, for are me, you it's saying just, you've seen somebody cut off somebody else's limb and then they just put it back on. Yeah. I'm from East London. Of course. I am. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> we just will it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm fucking British. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. So it on get a pint, you'll be fine. And we got free healthcare, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wins the night now. Bye. There you go. Free healthcare. Just boop, your hand is free gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I totally is... derailed that shit, but that was worth it. Yeah, but for me, that's it. It it's smart horror. You know, it's mm -hmm. more about the mind, and it's more it's thought about. It's not just ah! you know. It's it's like it's more kind of playing on that kind of fear of insanity, of that fear of kind of just being around people that are just mental mental stuff. That's that's the stuff that kind of gets gets to me. I'm like, I find it so fascinating, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. But I think it's it's an interesting point you bring up, like you find that scary. And I've always found that fascinating about like horror games, horror movies, whatever it is. Because I mean, I think that fear is like subjective, right? Mm. Something that you find scary, someone else is not necessarily going to find scary at all. Right. right. So like, I'm not scared of spiders, but like, I, know, I think Brandy's scared of spiders. So like, that's, that's like a big difference. So you might be terrified of ghosts, but somebody else is like, nah, yeah. I don't believe in them. It doesn't scare me at all. So something like, something like Outlast might be super terrifying to someone because like the first game, it's all about mentally unstable people, but you, another person might just be like, oh, well, I don't find that mm. scary at all. But then like a game of like a, a ghost chicken, they might find terrifying. I think it's all really subjective and it plays into the whole experience of playing a horror game is that like, if you find something that's scary for you, then it works. That's what like amnesia is terrifying for me, but someone else might be like, eh, it's not so bad. I, I was just going to say that, um, like I completely brain farted. Sorry. I'd completely. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, um, no, it's because, because Nick is making a great point and I was going to piggyback on what Maria Thank was you. talking about. It, it was it was kind of in the same realm. Of, Do you need me to vamp so you can try to see if your brain comes back around to it? Uh, <laughs> let, let me let me think while making sound effects for you. All right. It didn't. Do we need anything. to we need to rewind the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm listening to Nick and I'm like, oh my god, that's a really good point. Um, and, and then I totally blanked on what Maria was talking about, and I don't remember. But yeah, hey, no divergence. <laughs> so, so all right, I'm gonna make up something anyway. Um, along the lines of like, like, like the 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 kinds of horror. I'll, I'll piggyback on Nick. On um, the kinds of horror that each of us experiences, um, I think that some of the best horror is always going to be the kind that now I remember is always going to be the kind that is most universal. 
<clears throat> that we all can share in. That's why, uh, you know, um, I was going to say Final Fantasy. <laughs> Resident Evil 7 was so good. That's why it was so well-received. I mean, because, Final Fantasy is never-ending torture, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, um, like, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug somebody else absolutely on this one. But um, Nightmind, if you haven't seen him, wonderful, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, does an incredible deep dive on Resident Evil Seven and why it was so effective, why it was so good, and I mean, he goes through everything that, and and it's such a perfect genre that literally hits every single. Um, type of horror that there is like literally it goes texas chainsaw massacre opening then we're gonna do body horror with you know the the big you know spider chick yeah and then we're gonna hit like you know the the regular like <clears throat> saw franchise with the with the sun and then we're gonna go the regular spooky kind of um in your face horror with with uh, with the young girl that that she even does a lot of jump scares because she that's what she finds kind of scary and it, it's this wonderful wonderful beautiful deep dive on like how it was so perfect and why it was so 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 well received and i, I hear a lot of like like you know like like when we're talking about like the the, the submersion or subversion of the expectations I, I can't remember who it was but i saw a video also that was talking about why resident evil Two remake was so good and uh one of the best examples of that is when you go through the hallway that's supposed to be the liquor the first time you see the liquor mm -hmm. those of you who have played it know what's coming well they did that have... resident evil one remake too they did all the subversion of expectations yeah and then yeah i did exactly that like i'm going around the corner I'm like here comes the liquor here comes the liquor and then no Nothing. liquor <laughs> But then it appears at a different spot that I wasn't expecting. I'm like, ah, there's that fucker, you know. Yeah, but but what I liked about it, what they were saying is that like like when you get uh to that point, you also um if you if you've never played the game, it's still spooky because you don't know what what did all this damage. What mm -hmm. is this? So it, it hits both nails. The writers and the developers for those games are on another goddamn level. Like nothing is as good as the modern Resident Evil franchise, in my opinion. I just think modern Resident Evil is the absolute standard, and yeah. we should absolutely give it the credit that it is due. I never stop shouting out my love for those games and why oh, I think yeah, they're the no, best. I know that. <laughs> even, even Coco thinks so too. Oh, I God. wanted to say too, with Resident Evil Two remake, I think one of the most terrifying sequences in the entire game is the part where you play a Sherry hiding from chief irons because you're this vulnerable little girl oh. that can't do anything but hide from this terrifying human being and you're like i don't want to think about what would happen <laughs> when this happened when he finds her so like that was actually one of the most suspenseful parts of the game because mm -hmm. i'm like sure blast zombies blast zombies kill liquors whatever you know <laughs> like I yeah they, they they tear your face open okay but this is a little girl and a guy they don't show you whatever he just grabs her and walks away he's like yeah like, i don't like that <laughs> i wanted to say something earlier though i was going to piggyback on something that maria was talking about with like horror games that kind of like don't really hit right for i would say i don't know why it confuses me why anyone finds these games scary and that's the narrative horror games like until dawn the man of medan those all of those games, like I know so many people that love Until Dawn and they swear it's the most terrifying thing in the world. And I'm like, I'm just 
playing like a choose your adventure storybook and I watch a bunch of teenagers scream and yell like I'm watching a Friday the 13th movie. movie. It's a slasher movie. I'm like, I was interested when they throw in like some of the supernatural bits where it's like, okay, it's an actual monster, not just some dude in a mask. But at the same time, I'm still just watching a bunch of teenagers uh, like freaking out and just being dumb. And those games, I'm just like, please kill them. (laughs) I think they're funny because I want to see how horribly I can kill the teenager. Right? It's just kind of like, please give me a chainsaw. (laughs) I will absolutely defend Until Dawn because I absolutely loved it. But I will 100% agree that it is not a scary game at all. Mm. It's really cool. It's really cool. I'm I I'm obsessed. I love that sort of late 2000s genre of film that like uh, B grade slasher type movies. Like um, I can't even think of any right now on the top of my head. But um, those kinds of movies are so fun where you've got young adults, teenagers in a setting, and there's like a lot of interpersonal relationships between them, and then you add a killer. Like that formula is so entertaining for me. So until Dawn, I absolutely loved. It's good. It's popcorn. But at no point was I was I like it's it's a popcorn exactly exactly that. No point was I like this is super yeah. scary. And that's what the one thing I don't like is that's what the game tries to do, where it gives you points where it says like, what do you find more scary, clowns or zombies? And then it's like, do you find like is is blood and gore scary or spiders? And then that changes a scene that you'll that you'll see later. And it's kind of really predictable. So it's it's very gimmicky. But it's absolutely not that scary. It's I wouldn't even say it's scary at all. But it's it's a it's a super fun time. I love Until mm. Dawn. See, yeah, see I, I, I think that that's really that's really a valid point too. Is that like I I I hate slasher movies so much. Yeah, I hate slasher movies too. Like I they, despise they don't, them. I'm just like just just get a broomstick and then swing it around above your head like a like, you know, ah. professional martial artist. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't mind uh, like 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 Jason. I don't mind um. A, mike myers because they're, they're not slashers they're they're supernatural beings they yeah, are they're more supernatural machines yeah it's not I, like I ghost face Chucky. and scream kind yeah, of thing where it's just a dude in a mask yeah, just get a broomstick it's kick longer a than dick. a knife yeah exactly <laughs> kick him in the dick go 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 to the y and get some self-defense classes over a week and then you'll be able to defend yourself against these idiots yeah. Like, like I, I just, I never fall for it. Like that, but that's why. I, and also, Jason, like, pretty specifically for Friday the Thirteenth franchise, it's built to like kill bad kids. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like, they're like, look, these kids are smoking pot, and they're also having sex. Like, you're good. They're gonna <laughs> die. You know what's like, funny though is if you do watch that. the documentary on Friday the Thirteenth, the producers actually said that they had no. That was not a part of their production at all. They just wanted to make a movie where a bunch of kids get murdered. That was yeah, it. It, it. It just fell into <laughs> its own trope. And, but 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 that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Is that like eventually it turns into like this thing where it's like now it becomes fun. Now you're rooting for the bad guy because these kids suck. Yeah, so you're assholes. not going. Yeah, you're not going to get scared at these movies. You're going to have fun. But I I think that some franchises kind of kind of fall by the wayside. Like if you look at something like um. But what's that called again? Uh, uh, the the Paranormal Activity. Mm. Like for me, Paranormal Activity mm. one is one of the defining scariest films I have ever seen because it literally it. hits exactly what I am personally afraid of. I've been training my whole life to be able to to you know defend myself. What the fuck do you do against the thing you can't see, hear, smell? Nothing, and it's stronger than you, no matter how strong you get. It's going to kill you, and now it's just playing with its food before. It- 
Like, like that's the scariest thing imaginable. And then after that, they're like, oh, these kids have superpowers. And we're going to do the same scares over and over and over and over and over. But instead of taking inspiration for it and going, oh, with no budget, we can make some of the scariest films, which now they're starting to do. Like, like they just tried to copy and paste. And that and the same thing started to happen, I think, with horror, which was, you know, you, you establish that it's a good horror. Eventually, it has to turn into uh, action because now you understand what the horror is. And now you're just fighting it. But the issue was that they never upscaled. They never made it more. And that's what Resident Evil is now starting to do. That every time a new chapter comes in, yeah, it's getting a little more on the, you know, you can defend yourself side. But it, you still have no clue what's going to happen. When I saw that goddamn baby, when I saw the baby, this whole <laughs> conversation is about seeing that baby in the basement. That destroyed everything. <laughs> That's perfect horror. That is that's so good. I'm going to use that because we need. I'm going to segue into what would should be our final discussion, which we've done again. We've clearly already transitioned into. We were going to talk about what makes a game scary. We're already there, but I'm going to preface it because also we were. What makes a game scary? Nick, you had some thoughts about like playing solo or playing with others. One of the things I think makes horror games super scary is the fact that like oftentimes you play video games by yourself. So you're in a room alone, right? And I like to turn lights off and things like that. So it becomes like this this isolating experience where you feel like there's no one else that can that can sort of help you. Because normally when you watch movies, you watch it with friends or you're in a cinema with a whole bunch of people. So that's that's like it adds to the experience. But I think the main thing what from from in my opinion that makes horror games so so scary is that it's the immersive experience of you having to actually complete the actions that your character has to do is i think a lot more powerful if you're watching a movie that's why you're watching until dawn isn't scary (laughs) because you're basically watching a movie so if you're watching a movie tv series you're watching all the characters do everything but if you are playing a game their survival is dependent on your actions right so you know i think that's how like gaming can be a lot more powerful as a storytelling device where you know if there's there's an emotional moment where like someone's got to kill their best friend or it's like you think about zombie movies where like someone's infected and let's say it's like a character's wife or something like that and they've got to kill them put them you know before they turn into a zombie that's an emotional moment so if you're watching that in a movie you're seeing it happen but in a video game Maybe the video game tells you you've actually got to press the button to pull the trigger. So I think that becomes a lot more of an immersive experience. That's a very simple example. But the idea of like playing through a game like Outlast, just I'll use as an example, you've actually got to run and hide from the things that are chasing you. And the survival of your character depends on it. I think that that's something that immerses you a lot more in the world and definitely hypes up the, the creep factor. Yeah, it's a fair point to what makes video games kind of like the superior medium when it comes to horror rather than movies or TV. Mm. Because when you have to live out the fear, the terror, the scary thing, you know, like how many times do people like don't like horror games and they see something scary? They're like, oh, nope, 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 nope. They just nope out and like, I got to stop. I got to do this. They got to walk away. You know, there's definitely the immersion there and like having to complete certain tasks or like, react quickly when something terrible is about to happen and you like have the like ah! like you start panicking it, it can also work in the in the inverse as well mm-hmm. where 
you know, if you're playing a game and you keep dying to the same boss, eventually you'll get used to it and you'll be like, oh, this is not scary anymore. If a boss is super glitchy or, or something like that, like Dan, you playing Outlast the other day, mm-hmm. Dan got stuck on this boss that I even I even said, like, I got stuck on this boss. It took me ages to get past this guy because he's super glitchy. He just spots you from like a mile away and immediately start chasing you. So eventually you get frustrated because you can't get past this point anymore. And that guy doesn't become scary anymore because he's already shown you all the scares. He's just obnoxious at that point. A hundred times trying to get past him. And it's just obnoxious and it's just annoying. So the same as it can be more immersive to be actually trying to help your character survive. It can also kind of take away from the experience when you've died a bunch of times and you're like, okay, I'm over this. I just want to finish the damn game now. That's how I get. I get so impatient with it. I'm like, this isn't even scary anymore. Can we just get on with it? It's like, yeah, yeah I get a lot of that. Yeah. I, I had the same reaction with Inside, which mm. is one mm. of the best, uh, like ever. It's one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. I think that every, everybody needs to, to experience it. Absolutely. But there's a couple times, there's a, a couple moments that are just so bizarre in what you're supposed to do. And just, it's, it's so cryptic. It's like, these are never going to figure it out, fucker. And then, and then like, eventually you get there, but that's because it hasn't shown you that mechanic yet. And at a certain point I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, there it is. And I drown. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. I totally get, yeah, I get it. Can I survive once to find out what else happens in this goddamn game? Like, like you, you get this, this feeling of like, this is no longer fun. Like, like, like I've been talking about mm-hmm. how I've been playing, like, again, a game that I've been talking about for weeks now, Fury, like things like that. But now I'm getting introduced to how, like, you're supposed to be like, like Liza P is the first, uh, like Demon Souls style that I'm going to beat. I, I am fixated. I'm going to beat this game. It's taking me forever, but that's because it's taking me forever to play games. Anyway, I am going to beat this game. And there are times where there's certain bosses that I'm just like, this isn't even fun. Like, like there's no scale of like, it takes this much to get here. You have proven, but you're also a little bitch and we're just going to keep killing you. And because it's a boss and you can't level up because every time you die, you get the same amount of health and same amount of stuff. It's just not going to happen. You dumb little dirty bitch. You stupid asshole. You suck. And we're going to keep reminding you over and over again. (laughs) I, that's why I don't like Demon Soul games. Like that's why I hate these yeah. these things. Because it's like like after a while, there's no like you're not gaining anything. Like like if, if there's some kind of pattern that you can clearly see and go, okay, when he moves like this, I got to go this way. That or, was my issue with Outlast and that boss. He had no pattern. He had no sensibility. Yeah. He, there was no rhyme or reason to his actions. He was just. Like there was no way to be like, oh, I see when he does this, then this happens and I can go there. And that's how I get past him. None of that. See, I think they, I think they try to do that on purpose to make him like, to make the AI unpredictable. So it would feel more natural, but I just, I feel like they didn't execute it. Not like, like alien isolation, the aliens. Oh, the alien AI is great. You can never, you can never predict what the alien's going to do, but you can get past it in a way that's that's natural. Alien isolation did that brilliant move where like the alien would hide in vents and you would see like its tail or its head but sometimes it wasn't its tail or head it was just a pipe and you were like is it the alien is it the alien i can't tell it looks like the alien but i can't tell <laughs> you know <laughs> that's really good i really quickly need to before you jump back in Louis, i want to shout out limbo 
if we're talking about inside i want to talk about limbo because yeah, limbo was absolutely. the first game that studio did it's beautiful it's haunting it's dark it's fucked up in its own way and the puzzles are just brilliant i love limbo and i think it deserves to be on any list of like good horror games absolutely yeah. no all i was gonna say is just that and i'm trailing again <laughs> <laughs> yay and you're whatever just um like like yeah that's all i was going through the head um <laughs> So I was talking about limbo. I was talking, no, you talking about limbo. Retrace your God steps. damn it! <laughs> I have to retrace my steps. <laughs> You're watching ADHD in action. Um, I all right. Lots of pee, fury. No, 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 Okay. Um, one of the no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. So, 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 um, uh, Batman, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Batman, Ooh, Arkham yes. Asylum. Number one has some really fucking ridiculous horror out of nowhere with the with the scarecrow they did oh, so scarecrow right. and crocodile oh boy croc, croc killer croc was, yeah. was ridiculous Ooh. um but 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 uh, um we're talking about like 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 things that show progression show that once you start to understand what uh you're supposed to do nothing was better than dr freeze like like or mr freeze mr freeze mm. like, like that is one of the best boss fights ever conceived because you cannot do the same thing twice so it forces you to learn your arsenal forces you to actually really like like get a dynamic for what your character is possible of doing so that for later on down the road when things start getting really hard because after him that's the halfway point then you fight uh what, what's her name um ivy uh poison ivy and that's one of the you know best fights in any game it's it's so hard and but you have to really really think about these things and and when i played that fight at first i was getting really pissed off because i couldn't figure out like why can't i beat him and they're like do something different well that sounds easy and then i started seeing all the stuff that i never tapped into and i start going oh my god i could do that <laughs> all yeah. right cool yeah. and then um uh, it started to make me think that way for certain games because I just think back and I'm like, what did I do for for Mr. Freeze? You know what? Okay, I haven't tapped into these things yet. Like that's what's happening with Liza P. I haven't used this item. I haven't tried this this uh, thing. Next thing I know, like that was easy. All I had to do was just learn how to block seventeen thousand times in a row, and I didn't know. I sometimes it's stupid. It is sometimes stupid. I love Liza P, but you're dumb. Anyway, all right, shut up, Louie. <laughs> I have hair now. <laughs> you do. <laughs> glorious, glorious hair. That's that's all that matters, Louis. That's all that matters. So you would like hair. to dance for Glorico conmigo. That's my Legion arm, by the way. It's it's a uh, Spanish guitar. Uh-huh. Oh, is that what that Beautiful. is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we can uh, close it out here just uh, to reiterate on some of the, our favorite horror games, what makes horror games special, the immersion, the, the actions. Um, some horror games fail miserably. There's a lot of bad knockoffs out there. I keep seeing a lot of like Resident Evil knockoff games that I'm like, mm, I'm tempted, but damn, it looks terrible. And I've played some bad ones, but there's some good ones out there. Uh, most recently, a quick shout out is uh, Ghost at Dawn. It's a really clever resident evil like and it also has that mechanic too where your character uh can't be in the dark too long or else they start taking like mental damage and they will die from being in the dark so you actually have to like at least light a match to like walk through darkness 
think there is something into what Nick was saying about like video games being their immersion is what makes them scary. And I feel like any game that gives you the decision to like the choice to try and make a decision to get out of a situation or to do something will instantly increase the level of fear or whatever it is because it's your choice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying that, like because I've been playing The Suffering again, that's one of the first games to have a morality system. Of anyone who haven't played that game, it will give you the choice to be the most vicious bastard on the planet <laughs> or not. But you do because you have the internal, you want to be evil. Like you, you basically you are a prisoner in a thing. But as you go through your, you have a voice in your head that will tell you to do evil things. You don't have to, but you do because it's funny to murder people in very horrific ways. So, most people don't, but okay. <laughs> Like they'll have a uh, a prison guard sitting in an electric chair, and you'll walk past him, and this voice will go, "You should kill him," and you're like, mm, "Well, the game does like it's like the angel and the devil on the shoulder because yeah. you hear like your girlfriend's yeah. voice or whatever, like, no, save him." You know? I, I, the thing is, like, as I'm walking around with these, she and- doesn't hear the angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but like when you're walking around with, with an NPC that won't move quick enough. And the voice in your head goes, Fuck you. you should kill him. He slows you down. And like, you absolutely do it. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just getting flashbacks now of playing Duck Hunt and just like shooting the fucking dog. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Well, because the dog was a dick. But I would, I would just say like, like the, the game is doing that on purpose to go really slow so that you, you do decide you know? like, I'm, I can't. I can do it. I could do it. Like, <laughs> I, I could. I could do it. And it, it, it in, in a way it kind of like taps into your, your that 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 bad side of you because when you do it you're like I shouldn't I really shouldn't listen to this guy because <laughs> it's 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 making me a little weird um but you know it's just like it's great I love having that choice though to be like should I be evil yeah I mean where I can't kill people in real life so why not kill people <laughs> in games <laughs> I mean that's ninety nine percent of what you do in video games. Yeah, exactly. Like, just murder people. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. He's a main character. Do I need him around, though? I mean, it's giving me the option. It's giving me the choice. I mean, these developers have spent time programming this choice. I should use it to to respect their work. I mean, there's so many games (laughs) out there, too, where you're like, you are the monster, and your whole existence in this game is to just murder people. Like, what, what about the voice actor who worked on the other lines you're not going to inevitably hear? <laughs> yeah, he sucks, but these guys worked harder. <laughs> I, I, uh, I listen to her. She ain't that good. So she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> this She's is like, how you could tell that I'm a voice actor and Maria is an artist. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, the character, she's like, no, these guys well, rendered this shit. No, this, this guy, the, the, the devil guy is like, you should kill him. And you're like, yeah. And then she's like, you're an angel talk. And you're like, bitch, shut up. Maria's just like, yes, master. <laughs> I don't want to hear you. Shut up. Don't you, hear the de- don't you hear the devil guy first too yeah that's why yeah. you're just like okay you just take the first thing yeah it's like go kill him i'm like okay <laughs> don't have to tell sure. me twice <laughs> as soon as the angel starts talking maria's just like bye felicia i'm gonna kick him in the dick <laughs> she does not hear it it's just dial tone <laughs> Yeah, like my that brain sad like, trumpet, like that. <laughs> she she sees the demon and then she goes, "Aren't I supposed to have an angel?" And the angel's talking, but all she hears is that. 
if you'd like to make a call, please. Hang up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I, the, my angel was just basically like, connecting, connecting, connecting. It's like that Halloween episode of It's Always Sunny where every every person talks about D and she becomes more like a bird. Maria yeah. just sees a, a pure ostrich. Just, <laughs> I don't understand you. It's, I don't get it. Uh, if you okay. give the- <laughs> my thing. Do we have any closing thoughts on this wonderful, spectacular Halloween spectacular that we are having here and why we love horror games? Hey, if they give you the chance to murder someone, do it. <laughs> That's the most horror. I don't think those are necessarily a horror games, though. Not a horror game, but it's horror Maria. I'm fine with that. <laughs> kill the dead, kill people, me. and then play with the dead corpses. That's Maria's yeah, ultimate game. Yeah, yeah. Poke them in the hole. With <laughs> poke them in the hole. <laughs> Go play that gonna, viscera cleanup game. Maria. I'm gonna. Friends, oh, friends, I'm, we're friends. I was, I was gonna do that job at real life, so. <laughs> We're friends, we're friends, we're friends. Anywho, <laughs> I'm going to say goodnight because this is getting uncomfortable. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Talk about some of our favorite horror games because that's what we love and a little too much. My for... life is a horror. <laughs> My life is horror. <laughs> thank you, Nick. Thank you, Bruno. And thank you, Chicken. I'm Link and... <laughs> Catch you all later. Good night. Talk about me. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. There's the water on this planet. What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.